Hi, my name is Charlotte Wood, and I am from the Bondec Montessori. Today, I'm joined by Jamie Bauer. Hi, Jamie. Hello. And um, though we've done podcasts with Bobby George separately, individually, now we get to do one together. So I'm so glad we get to do this, Jamie. Me too. Back in action. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so today, um, I thought we'd speak about music, particularly as it pertains to our youngest children's community um, with our youngest children's community guide, Miss Jamie Bauer. So do you want to speak a little bit um, about music and movement? Absolutely. Um, children, especially our younger children, um, our little ones, 18 months to three years, feel music so intensely inside of them and they can't help but move and jump and sway and they move their arms and they move their legs and this is just such good practice for children who are growing these motor skills um, who need really big movements in their life and their body is just calling them to move in this way and so listening to music and playing music in this way allows them to grow those motor movements and yeah. to really refine those skills. It's... um almost brazen the way they'll yeah. just dance if they hear it's music so playing beautiful. And all the adults are standing there yep. wanting to move yep um can you speak a little bit about the growth of confidence and self-expression with absolutely music? um when we teach children for example how to play an instrument i give them an, a lesson on a tambourine and i say this is a tambourine here's how we shake the tambourine and they they get to play the tambourine and just the confidence that is built with um, the ability to do something so simple that might not seem like it when they see an adult playing an instrument is so great. And um, the more practice they get with instruments and with singing, um, they're able to feel confident and feel like I can do it. And that's what we do here with Montessori and what we do at Bondec. Yeah, especially with music and anything yeah. that's a creative expression. The older we get, the more concerned we get about the Absolutely. perception of it. Yep. But um, one of the beauties of these really small children is they don't have any fear of singing the wrong note yes. or anything like yes. that. Yeah, standing there and playing a triangle for all it's worth yep. is they to don't be, have to be on rhythm. They don't have yeah. to. Yeah. They don't need to worry about any of it. Absolutely. Um, do you want to speak a little bit about rhythm? We um, noted how rhythm and melody um, can be um, a first experience of mathematics and yes. patterning. Um, and countless studies show that children who are involved in music have a greater mathematical mind and um, math comes easier to them. And so if we can start this at... Um, infancy, even small babies, having them listen to different kinds of music with different patterns and rhythms helps to subconsciously build those um, different time frames and those different beats and they um, start to get to know the way music works and essentially the way math works without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you have a um, a waltz beat or yes. a song in three-quarter time, it is dramatically different to bounce to. Yep, and they than, can feel it. Yeah. yeah. And since they are experiencing that music with their whole body, singing a melody back mm -hmm. um, or dancing along or playing a um, an instrument, um, they're um, in intoning that mathematical yes. sequence and the pattern. And they'll notice when it changes. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of different rhythm patterns, um, in some cultures, um, different 
cultures use different um, uh, meter systems yes. or different melodic tunes are perceived as being beautiful or dissonant yes. in different cultures. So do you want to speak a little bit about the social yes. experience of music? Um, music is such a social experience and it's such a part of every culture and uh, having music in the classroom allows ch- children to experience other cultures as well as their own culture. We have a lot of instrumental CDs that the children can listen to from Africa or Asia, and they're able to understand that this music doesn't sound like music that I'm used to, but I find it beautiful or I find it alarming in certain ways. Um, and so they get exposed to different cultures as well as their own culture. And we do a lot of listening to classical music mm-hmm. and we talk about how does this music make you feel? And everyone kind of knows the happy music and everyone kind of knows, um, the sedative music, the more sleepy music and, um, singing songs that are appropriate in your culture help you to be a part of a community. So we all sing a song before lunchtime, and that's our lunchtime song. Mm-hmm. And that helps these children to come together as a community, and it helps them to be a part of their world, too. Mm-hmm. So um, when you said you play music in the classroom, is that limited to things like Mary Had a Little Lamb, or what kind of music do you play for the children? Um, no, absolutely not. We we don't really play any of like the typical children's songs. We play a lot of like Bach and Mozart, and um, we do a lot of talking about what kind of things do you hear, and we'll point out the different drums or different flutes that we might hear from all all across the board, all mm-hmm. kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you notice any kind of different reaction in the children if you might play um, a, a symphony, which might have loud noises, versus like taiko drumming, which is going right. to have big sound, but right. it, it's different? Um, absolutely. It, it's so fun to see the children's faces if we are having a gathering to calm ourselves or before lunch or something, and we... We play something that they're used to with big horns and, you know, woodwinds. And they all kind of, they're used to it and they want to dance to it. And then if we'll switch it to the next song and it's something like drums and all of their eyes will get really big. And and they kind of just have to like take that music in for a moment before they automatically start bouncing <laughs> and, you know, moving their bodies. So would you say with your experience with working with young children, um, There is some universality to the reactions in listening to music. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to speak a little bit about um, music as language? Yes. Music is one of the biggest ways in our community that we build language. We sing songs a lot. Um, When we're waiting for the toilet, we sing a song. Or when we are... um, you know, sometimes we encourage singing a song as you wash your hands to make sure you get, yep, and head, shoulders, knees, and toes to learn about your body parts. Um, we sing about the wheels on the bus, and we learn different kinds of things, and you can interchange a lot of these songs to fit whatever lesson you want to teach. And so um, music is a really catchy way to teach vocabulary. And we have some children who, outside of music, are nonverbal. They don't really communicate in um, conversation, but they know every word to every song. <laughs> and that's a really good opportunity for those children who might not be speaking otherwise to practice their language and to have practice speaking. And Sure. Yeah. 
Would you say that sometimes children sing before they're able to talk? Yeah. And there's the melody involved? Uh, yeah. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. Yes. They, if they're mimicking the adults in their environment from infancy of mimicking mouth movements yes. and stuff, if you're in a culture that surrounds you with music, mm-hmm. um, even before you're capable of forming words and singing back the yeah. lyrics of a song, I imagine you'd be able to sing back a melody. Yep. Um, well, lovely. Um, thank you so much for your thoughts um, on music um, and how this pertains to our youngest children. Um, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks.